What a beautiful song about talking to Jesus. I absolutely love the words of that song and how you hear the person singing about teaching generations and children how they can also be friends with Jesus. How we can all go into the arms of the Father and speak to him and talk to him about the things that are on our heart. In fact, we gathered this week as a life group as we were also going through uh, the prayer course and we had such an amazing time as family and as friends to gather around the word. And I remember as we were going through the very first session, there's a bit of the animation in the clip that came and we watched. There's a picture of a, a cartoon of a guy who is sitting on God's laps and he literally has his, his hands behind his head and he's, he's talking to God. And you can see the facial expression and the joy that this animation brought into the life group. And we, we were so marveled at how it is a privilege for us as believers and as saints that we, we can gather together and we can talk to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords, our God who loves us. We can open up to him and we have the privilege to be able to commune with him and to walk with him. And so I'm very excited about the prayer course and I'm excited about the next couple of weeks and I hope you have the opportunity to gather with friends from the church and you're going to go through this course with us and learn how to pray together and you grow in your prayer life. This particular song also reminds me of one of my favorite passages in the Bible that has got an example of prayer. There are many, many examples, but the one that really touches my heart and that blesses my heart the most is found in 1 Kings chapter 8. And this is the portion of scripture that I'm going to share really briefly today so that we, we just focus on a few things. The background to this story is David had on his heart to build a temple for the Lord. And he had seen the Ark of the Covenant being kept in a tabernacle in tents in the desert. And one of the passions that he had was, I want to build God a temple. And God had specifically said to him that he was not the one who was going to build his temple, but his son Solomon was going to have the honor of building the temple of the Lord. And so as David came to the end of his life, he called his son and he said to his son Solomon, I need you to build a temple for the Lord. And he made provision for Solomon. He made sure that there were enough materials and there was, there was enough finances for this project to be carried through. And so we find in the book of 1 Kings that Solomon goes through the work of actually building the temple of the Lord. And after he's built the temple of the Lord, the Bible tells us that he congregates all of Israel, all the 12 tribes of Israel together to come for the official opening of the temple. So in modern days, this would be, you know, the ceremony where we cut the ribbon, uh, the dedication uh, of this particular building. So they were dedicating this temple to the Lord. And so if you have your Bibles with you, um, I'm going to invite you to go to the book of 1 Kings chapter 8, and we'll read a couple of verses which just show how Solomon dedicated the temple and he prayed to the Lord, how he prayed and the few things that we can pick from there. I'll be reading from the NIV and from verse 22, the Bible says that then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly of Israel and he spread out his hands towards heaven. He started off his prayer by putting up his hands up unto heaven like we do so many times in, in the congregation, in church, in our homes, when we're praying to God and we're lifting up our voices to him. We lift our hands up to the, in the air and we, we magnify God. And Solomon does the same thing. He lifts his hands up to the sky and he starts to pray. And verse 23 says, he says, Lord God of Israel, 
There is no God like you in heaven above on earth below. He begins to magnify God and he begins to adore God. He begins to tell God that there is none like him. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to learn about different types of prayers, prayers of adoration, prayers of exalting and magnifying the name of the Lord. I know we'll go into prayers of confession and thanksgiving and supplication, but as Solomon starts here, he's, he starts to bless the name of the Lord and he, he praises his name. He says, God, you keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way. He says, Lord, you have kept your promise to your servant David, my father. With your mouth you have promised and with your hand you have fulfilled it as it is today. And he goes on, if you've got time, go through that scripture. But he, he begins to pray for the country. He prays for the children of Israel. He prays for times of famine. He prays for times of plenty. He prays even for, for foreigners who will come into Israel. And he says, Lord, anyone who comes to this temple, when they call upon your name, may you hear their prayer. And it's such an amazing prayer that he gives. And what's really key for me is when you go to the next uh, chapter and you go actually into chapter 9, something amazing happens. God says in verse 3 that the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and the plea that you have made before me. I have consecrated this temple which you have built by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. And isn't that amazing? That Solomon has this amazing prayer. The whole congregation is standing before him. He lifts his hands up to the Lord and he, from the bottom of his heart, he dedicates this temple. And the Bible teaches us right there that God hears that prayer, that God comes back to him and says, Solomon, that prayer that you made, I heard it. And the things that you actually said, I am going to honor them. And isn't that an amazing thing that we, we have this privilege that we can, in our small groups, in our families, as individuals, we can not only speak to God, but God actually hears our prayers. And he comes back and he talks to us. And saints, our prayer lives are not supposed to be one way. It is not supposed to be one-way traffic. If you know the roads that you drive on, they're amazing to drive in one lane because, you know, you, you've got freedom of the city. You don't have to, to mind other drivers. But you know what? Our prayer lives are supposed to be two-way. We're supposed to be talking to God, and God should be talking back to us. I just remembered quite recently, we had some car trouble. And uh, my wife will tell you that I'm a very impulsive person. You know, I, I try to deal with things really, really quickly whenever they pop up. And I remember we had car trouble a few months ago, and an amazing thing happened, you know. We had gone and taken our car to the garage and they'd given us a diagnosis of the problem that the car had and they'd quoted us a large amount of money to fix the problem that the car had. Now remember, we went home, uh, my wife and I, we were actually taken aback because it was a lot of money, money we actually didn't have and we were quite troubled and we had gotten to a point where we were thinking, should we sell the car, should we trade it in, you know, should we get a second opinion and we were pretty stuck because... You know, this is a, a well-established garage that had given us a, a report which showed by all means that we we're actually going to lose a lot of money in, in this situation. And I remember over a couple of days, we started to pray about it. You know, um, the times when I was going on YouTube and checking for things and trying to see if I can find ways around it. But we, we resolved as a family to, to just start praying about it. 
And I remember we got to a point where even our, our son MK, who's just four years old, because we were praying every day about it, he caught on to it. And I remember one night when we were praying and he, he, it was his turn to pray and he just said, uh, God, I want to pray for the car that you may heal it, that it may be well, <laughs> you know, which is so funny for us because, you know, for kids, they think it's like a person who's sick in the hospital and, you know, but it's childlike faith where he, he just felt he could talk to God about the problem and God would hear it. And so that night I got encouraged just to just talk to God, continue to talk to God about your problem. Next morning, and this doesn't happen a lot, but I just vividly heard God give me a name. And this was the name of someone in the church, and it's Uncle Joseph. I just, I just heard his name when I woke up and I was doing my devotions. And so I just thought, do you know what? Let me give Uncle Joseph a call. And so I got onto my phone. I called Uncle Joseph, and I said, Uncle Joseph, you know, something's troubling me. This is what's happening with my car. And Uncle Joseph was like, do you know what? I know a guy in Strand. Here's his number. Give him a call. Long story short, we called this guy. We took our car in. And we gave the guy the whole long story. This is what happened with our car. This is what we are quoted. And we're probably thinking that this guy is going to cut our bill in half. So we left the car with him. Later that evening, the guy just called us and said, hey, come and pick up your vehicle. And we're like, um, no, sorry, dude. We, we don't have the money right now, okay, to pay such a huge bill. Like, you know, we, we'll only come and pick it up at the end of the month. You know? And he was like, no, 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 no. Come pick up your vehicle. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it, you know. And for us, it was such a miracle. You know, we were in a position as a family where, you know, we needed a lot of money, which we didn't have, and we relied on God and we prayed to God. And why am I sharing this story? In our life group this week, one of the last things that we shared was that as we pray to Jesus, as we talk to Jesus, as we expect him to talk to us, let's talk to Jesus, to Jesus about our everyday things, the small things and the big things. If you remember from the prayer course, one of the things that the guy was presenting talks about is a time when he was walking in the road and he saw this tree and, you know, he heard God talk to him about a tree. And so I want to encourage you, friends. I want to encourage you, family. We're going to be praying in this season. Let's talk to Jesus. We have an amazing, amazing opportunity to be able to enter into the Holy of Holies and to spend time with him. I want to conclude today's message with three brief things that I think will encourage us as we go on this journey of prayer. And the first one is, let us desire to hear more and to speak less. Pierre shared last week from Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus is basically teaching his disciples to pray. And he says to them, don't be like the Pharisees who think that God will hear them because of their many words. Right? Because they've got all these fancy terms and they can quote these 13 scriptures and they'll go from level to level. Just he says, keep it simple. God already knows the things that you need. So just go to him in your secret place, speak to him from the heart, and God who hears you in your secret place, who hears the, the, the deep things of your heart, that God will reward you. I remember when I gave my life to the Lord. And I started going to connect group. I used to be so afraid to pray because we'd get together and, you know, we'd get to a time of prayer and some of the more seasoned Christians would go first, you know. And before they start praying, they'll quote like three scriptures 
they'll start their prayer with something like, you know, God, as you say in the Bible, in Jeremiah 29 verse 12, for I know the plans that I have for you. Ah, and everyone is like, amen. Mm, mm, go. And then it's my turn to pray. And I'm like, you know, I don't even know where to start. I can't quote a simple, a single scripture. And I was so despondent. But you know, I was, I was watching with the rest of our life group this week, you know, that first session and the advice that was given there was, you know, keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. And I want to just speak to someone, if, if you're there and you were like me and you were so discouraged about prayer and, you know, you might think I, I don't have so many things to say and I don't know the right scriptures to quote, you know, and I, I don't know how to say it in the right way. Maybe I don't have the gift of speaking in tongues yet. My encouragement is Matthew chapter 6. God already knows what's in your heart. In fact, Paul writes and teaches that we do not know what to pray, but the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, he's the one who guides us and who teaches us. In fact, the Bible also tells us that Christ himself, he's at the right hand of God, interceding on our behalf. So keep it simple. You know, Just go to God honestly and say, God, this is what's on my heart. This is what I want to thank you for. This is what I want to pray for. This is what I want to talk to you about. And God will meet with you. The second thing is, let's have the patience to linger and not to run away. There's this amazing story of, uh, of a guy who um, got an SMS and he was in the middle of a haircut, right? And this SMS had told him that he had won um, a big prize of a car in some competition, you know, and the moment he got the SMS, he was up and about and he left with half his head shaved off because, you know, he didn't have time to wait. He was like, you know, I can do this later, you know. And sometimes I feel like when it comes to our prayer lives and, and our relationship with God and talking to God, the reason why we struggle to hear from God is we are up and about. We are running. We never have time to linger and to hear from him. Psalms 42 verse 12, the Bible says, As the deer panteth for streams of water. So my soul longeth for you. In fact, the psalmist there says, where can I go to meet with my God? You know, he's hungering, he's thirsting to spend time in prayer. And I want to encourage you, saints, we need to grow beyond just 30 seconds of prayer and one minute of prayer. I'm not saying let's go and be like the Pharisees and pray for 20 hours in the street corner so that people can see us. But let's follow the heart of Christ. He had seasons where he'd go all night praying to God. He had seasons where he went up a mountain to pray. He had seasons where he'd go and pray and his disciples would come back and say to him, hey, Lord, where have you been? Teach us to pray. There were times even before he walked on water where he went out and secluded himself at night to pray. And so as families, let's have times where we say, do you know what? Let's have a prolonged time of prayer. When we have corporate prayer and we say we've got a worship night, a prayer evening, when we're gathering for an hour, let's go and pray together. An hour of prayer sometimes for us feels like a long time. But if someone says, hey, you didn't watch this series on Netflix, it's absolutely amazing. We can watch one episode after the next, after the next, the whole night. Before we know it, we've binged the whole series and it's the next day. If someone says to us, hey, let's go for a hike, we're hiking for three hours up in the nature reserve or Table Mountain. You know, we can do things like that. We don't feel that our time is being wasted. But saints, talking to Jesus is an amazing thing. 
It's a lovely thing. It's such a great privilege. Men of old longed for this opportunity, which we have today through the new covenant. So let me encourage you. Stretch yourself. If you've never fasted, if you've never taken your own personal time to go and close your closet, to have some devotions, and to pray and talk to Jesus, as we go through this prayer course, I want to encourage you as an individual and as families to go through this. And the last thing I want to touch on is the commitment to be frequent and to be consistent. And so the Bible says, pray without ceasing, as we heard from Aunt Melindy. Continue steadfastly in prayer. Don't stop praying. Make it a lifestyle. Make it a habit. Let prayer be your number one thing, your default setting, you know, in good times and in bad times. When you're in the valley, when you're on the hilltops, wherever you are, a song of prayer, a heart of prayer. Talk to Jesus. Talk to him. Allow yourself to always have something to say to Jesus, and he will speak back to you. And that is amazing, saints, to have God speak to us. But it starts with us creating time and opportunity for ourselves to speak to him. And I know this sounds like a lot, but I'd like to give us an opportunity to, to pray as family and as friends, whether you have gathered, there's a life group this morning, or if you are by yourself at home and you're watching this, this uh, production a bit later, I'd like to encourage you just to have some time to pray. So I'll circle back to the scripture that we read from the book of 1 Kings. What's amazing about that prayer is that Solomon lifted his hands up to pray and he's got this amazing prayer that he gives and God actually hears this prayer. And you know, some of the things that Solomon prayed for at the dedication of the temple, God heard that prayer and he fulfilled for many, many, many generations after. Some of us right now need to start praying, not only for ourselves, but praying for our children. Some of us need to start praying for our grandchildren, for times beyond when we will no longer be here. Some of us need to start praying even for our nation, our nation beyond this generation. And so friends and saints, if you would bow your, your heads with me, if you feel comfortable, maybe lift up your hands. We'll play just a little bit of music. And I'd like to give you just a minute. I know we've prayed a lot already throughout the service. But just for the next minute or two, I want to invite you to just talk to Jesus. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Call unto me. There's an invitation. Call unto me. And I will show you great things that you know not. Jesus is saying, call unto me, talk to me, spend time with me, lift up your voice to me. And do you know what? I will come and talk with you. I will come and commune with you. I will come and show you things. Let us pray. So thank you, Lord Jesus, because you desire to have a relationship with us, an honest, open relationship. Where, Father, as, as your children, as your friends, we can come before you 
and we can lift up our hands and pray to you. And Father, you desire to speak to us. And so Father, this morning, I want to pray for all my friends and family, wherever they are gathered. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you may hear their prayers, that their prayers may come up to you as sweet-smelling incense before your throne. And I pray, Lord, that we'd all have an encounter with you. That, Lord, would hear you speak to us in ways that we did not even imagine. That, Father, we would hear that sweet, silent voice of the Holy Spirit giving us answers to our prayers. That, Father, over the next couple of weeks, as we tune into church, whether virtually or in person, and, Father, as we go through this prayer course, may we hear more from you. May we walk closer with you. May we learn from you. Holy Spirit, may you edify us, strengthen us. In your name, O oh Lord, that is above all names. Amen.